Welcome to the True Success Channel podcast. I'm your host Shamima Shahjahan and I'm here to help you unlock your inner greatness and transform your life into a fulfilling lifestyle that brings you true success that success in this world and the next. As a self-development and transformational coach, I help you eliminate the limiting beliefs that's holding you back from reaching your maximum potential. If you are a dream-driven woman, you are in the right place. As each week We'll be talking about healing, growth, empowerment and everything in between. True Success Channel is all about purpose, intention and strategic action infused with faith to help you unleash your true potential, craft your dream life and attain success. So my dearest soul sisters, let's heal, grow and slay those goals. This is me, your host, Shamima Shah Jahan, coming with a brand new episode with a very special guest. And it's none other than beloved sister Safira. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, beautiful one. Alhamdulillah, it's really nice to hear you. Uh, sister Safira, how have you been doing today? Alhamdulillah, doing well. Today's a good day. Everybody's at home, a lot of time for self-reflection. So Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I mean, these days are blessed days if you think of it that way, which is why I feel today we thought to dedicate our time to talk about the power of thought and the power of focus. But before we go ahead, how about we introduce yourself to our beloved audience who is listening to us today so they can appreciate the wealth of knowledge that you will be sharing with us. Okay, thank you so much. So first of all, I'd like to mention that I'm a proud mother of three amazing children. They are adults now, alhamdulillah. Um, alhamdulillah. I've worked for a long time as an optometrist, but I'm also, my passion lies in coaching women, specifically Muslim women and girls. You know, just something that, just to change the, the reality that Muslim women live in. What I'm really passionate about is connecting women to their true God-given value, to embrace mm-hmm. their own personal power instead of carrying the burden of, of living up to other people's expectations of, um, you know, that, that inability to say no and not being able to please, to please other people, to, to gain their approval. Mm-hmm. And so this is where I feel that uh, there's such a big opportunity for us as Muslim women. And I'm so excited that you will ask me here today. Uh, Alhamdulillah, to share a little bit about what I know. Alhamdulillah, it's my absolute pleasure. And it's really great. So everyone, give it up to Sister Safira from Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> because I feel we need more people who really realize what their inner calling is and go ahead yeah. and follow their passion so we can really help each other, support each other and make this world a better place. And uh, it's very interesting talking about how we met and how this podcast is actually happening mm-hmm. uh, is I would just like to t- give them a back story about how we got to know each other. It's actually through this beautiful Facebook plus Instagram post that Sister Safira wrote. And I actually read it and I'm like, oh my God, we need to do a podcast episode about it. But unfortunately, my podcast is dead. And that's when I thought, I'm going to stop procrastinating and actually drop a message and get this started with. Alhamdulillah, 
here we are. You must be wondering at this point, what was this caption that was written by Sister Safira that really moved me or inspired me to even kickstart the podcast and kick away my procrastination? So I have it opened up in front of my laptop right now. I would like to read it out to all of you. Uh, Sister Safira, your permission, may I? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Hope I can do justice, inshallah. Bismillah. The world is so in need of healing right now. The people, animals, in fact, the whole planet. More people are getting sick. More people are losing their jobs. More in hospital and more dying. More death, more destruction and more despair. We are focusing on the numbers and the numbers are exploding. It is very real and it's devastating. One thing I know for sure is what we focus on will grow. When we put energy into the power of the virus, the uncertainty and the fear will grow exponentially. Here's the thing, your energy is adding to the collective energy of the world. You don't have a choice in that. You do have a choice in where you want to put your faith. You can choose what you want to focus on. You can choose where you want your energy to go. Are you going to choose the power of the virus or the power of healing? Stop focusing on the numbers and the virus. Instead, focus on healing. Focus on faith. Focus on joy. Focus on resilience. Focus on generosity. Focus on compassion. Focus on the power of the Creator to heal the world. Allah says in the Quran that He is the one who heals. If we are to heal from this, then we have to do it together. And we have to pray for the whole world. The end. MashaAllah, how beautiful is that? Thank you. Mashallah. I want to just take a moment to really absorb the message that this small caption encompasses, but it's very heavy. This is Safira, if you can share more thoughts that were going on in your mind while you're writing this caption and your reflection on it, I'm sure we all can benefit. You know, when this first started, and I remember for two or three weeks, I couldn't function. Mm -hmm. You know, all we saw in the news was, was something awful, that this calamity, this invisible thing was coming and it was causing so much hurt to so many people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're watching and it's just getting bigger, it's getting bigger, it's big, getting bigger and it's growing. And I had to admit that, you know, like I, I was caught up in, in the despair. I was constantly in tears. I was constantly afraid. Mm -hmm. And what we know is that this fear, this despair, this sadness is what brings our immune systems down mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So, you know, I realized that, that because I have these three beautiful children, I want to be here for as long as I can. And I realized that something in me had to change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I went back into all of those methods of, of self-care, making the, the duas, not from a place of Ya Allah, there's something wrong, fix it. Mm -hmm. But from a place of, Ya Allah, you are bigger than all of this. You know, just focusing on Allah's magnificence, on Allah's mercy, on Allah's healing, on all of those things about Allah. Mm -hmm. the, the problems that we face just pale. They just become so small. Yes, we have to deal with things, and I'm not saying we don't, but I'm saying instead of focusing on the power of this virus, this um, invisible force, 
that can cause so much destruction if we focus on Allah and his ability mm-hmm. you know Allah's ability I mean is, is infinite and of course it, it's so much bigger than this definitely this is what we align with when we make dua when we say to Allah ya Allah you are the one that that heals the shifa will come from you yes and, and that's what we are saying mm. is we're not minimizing what we have to face but are we are aligning with Allah's power to heal and that's when that's when our bodies our subconscious like like you speak about the the mind and the intellect all of those things are now aligned with something that is so much bigger than us something that Allah and, and his universe that he has created that's what we are aligning with we're not aligning with this tiny minuscule mm-hmm. that was so beautifully put especially when you bring Allah God into equation nothing is impossible miracles are possible even beyond the realms of this world and the realities we know and the laws of the universe it's just beautifully put and i feel like when we look at contemporary self help books and listening to different theologians and philosophers they remove god from the equation saying that it's an age old thought but it's so ironic that they bring other beings to replace him or should i say other words to replace him for an example they start mm-hmm. talking about the power of the universe and there is a lot of people yeah. who give a lot of attention or should i say shout out to the power of thoughts and while the power of thought remains true i feel we have to understand that thoughts have no power in themselves they merely act as carriers or channels of power true power and all power belongs to allah it belongs to god and there is no other power other than him so when we say that thoughts have power what we are necessarily saying that our realities can change by the way we see things the thoughts that we have about god and what he is capable of doing and i think this is very beautifully portrayed in a beautiful hadith qudsi allah said ana inda wanni abdi bi that is i am as my servant thinks of me and i think it's really applicable when it comes to the power of thoughts and things we focus on like you said sister safira it's important that we stop focusing on the problem rather focus on god's power to solve that problem that god is beyond whatever is restricting us right now yes and i love that you brought that um that hadith it's one of my favorites yeah. when allah says i am as my servant thinks of me it compels us to have good thoughts of allah that allah wants our happiness that allah is invested in our well-being mm. you know and and we know that he is yeah i totally um, agree with you when you said that we have to understand that god is invested in our well-being because i feel with everything that's happening there are two types of people one people who run to god who realize their helplessness and seek his help and unfortunately there's also another group of people who use this calamity as an agent to push them away from god and believe in his existence they'll be like i don't think there is any god if there is god then why would he allow such a thing to happen that's another extreme side of the line if i can say that so how do you think people should project their energy and their focus on like where should they focus i think their focus should be not should be but i invite people to look at the thoughts that they are thinking 
Mm-hmm. You know, there is hope that, that um, and, I, and I can't remember exactly how it goes, but there is, a, there is something that says that shaitan is so happy when a believer is in despair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when we look at when we are in despair, you know, life becomes difficult. We lose hope. Mm-hmm. All of those things happen. And it's easy for us to turn, to look at the problem and to say, why me? Rather than say, Ya Allah, this is your will. And if it, if it is your will, there must be goodness in it for me. Mm-hmm. Even if I can't see it, even if it is not apparent and it may not be apparent until after we pass, but there is goodness in it. And it's having that firm faith that Allah's will is what is best for us. You know, even in things that are happening right now, when we look at it, all the times when we feel that we didn't spend enough time with our children, that they were outside concerns, we are now in our homes with mm-hmm. our children. Mm-hmm. You know, subhanAllah, that in itself is such a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I always like to look at is that when the, what's on the inside is, is, is on the outside. So mm-hmm. Allah is forcing us to look in, within forcing us to have that relationship with him that is outside of everything that's happening on the outside. You know, when you are alone in your bedroom at night and it's only you on the musallah, that's your chance to cultivate your own mm-hmm. relationship with Allah. This is where our faith yeah. really comes in when things like this happen and we can't understand. I totally agree with what you're saying because when it comes to the teachings of our deen, it's no new thing or should I say it's not a surprise that Allah always urges us to think, Allah always urges us to ponder and reflect and uh, many times when we are talking about pondering and reflecting people tend to think about the sky, people tend to think about the oceans and all the creations but Like you said, I feel a lot of people miss out on introspecting from looking within. Because even when we are set to reflect on ourselves, I feel we all reflect on our physical being. We think about our organs or we think about the processes in the body or we think about the cells. Even if we go to think in terms of intercellular elements like mitochondria, endoplasmic reticulum, whatever, we are still still limiting our thoughts and our reflections to the physical matter because i feel there's something far beyond that which unfortunately most of the time is neglected and that is our ruh our soul right because at the end of the day it is our soul that makes us it's not the body that we have we're just going to leave it behind when we die it's going to rot when we enter the next world inshallah allah is going to give us another body Allah is going to give us another physical nature. So I feel we have to understand that this ruh that Allah has given us, it has powers. In the sense, it is a part of our nature. We always say that we can't believe what we can't see, like this coronavirus that is happening right now. A lot of people use this as a sign to deny the existence of God, the existence of His mercy and His wisdom, simply because it's intangible. But what about yourself? What about your ruh? You think you can see yourself? Really? Don't you think about it? What do you think, Sister Yes, Safira? I 100% agree. 
there is so much focus on on um, the tangible, what we can see and touch and feel. But the virus on its own is something that we can't see. So if people can admit the, the, the existence of a virus that we can't see. Exactly. And I feel going back to the power of focus and the power of thoughts and diverting from the topic of Ruh that we spoke about when we are reflecting about ourselves, we cannot deny but Think about the idea of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and the roles that both of it play to create our realities. Because even when it comes to the caption that we read in the beginning, we spoke about how what we focus on grows. And um, Alexis and Safira, like you beautifully explained, we have to believe that God is working on us. And the will of God for you is something that's marvelous. It's wonderful and beautiful despite the difficult circumstances. What do you think about yes, it? Yes, I agree. Um, you know, when when you're talking about difficult circumstances and, and things being um, good for us despite the, the, the difficult circumstances, you know, when, when we want to, when we think about um, not just our physical being, but when we're talking about our work, we're talking about our subconscious mind, we want to develop qualities of patience, of, of you know, of reliance on our work. And when times are easy, it's easy to do those things. When times are difficult, when mm-hmm. times are uncertain, when times are completely foreign, um, there is no certainty in anything. None of us know our tomorrow. And I think this is what is what is coming to, to the forefront for, for a lot of us right now. All of these fears and things that we're mm-hmm. holding, it's all coming up. And I feel this is what happens when we're faced with difficulties. It doesn't cause us to behave in ways, but it brings up what's already there. And I feel that it's mm-hmm. not that we are bad people because we have these feelings that come up, but it's Allah's giving us an opportunity to, to resolve these, to let go of this. He's showing us, oh, this is actually what you have inside. There's a fear inside you of uncertainty. There's a fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to run out of things. I need to buy lots of things in my home just in case I run out. And it's Allah is showing us mm-hmm. how this is what you have inside. This is your opportunity to 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 let it go and, and increase your reliance on me, to increase your trust in me. I feel this is what the message is in, in so much of, of what is happening for us. It's not that we are bad people. It's yeah. not that we are sinners. I don't feel that, that any of this is, is, is a punishment um, and a sense it, it is an opportunity for us to see what is inside, mm. heal it, and allow it to strengthen our, our relationship with Allah, to strengthen our trust, our reliance, and, you know, and, and more of an acceptance of His will in, in our lives. That has been beautifully put. You know, like you said, it's about getting to know yourself in these days of self-isolation, if I can say that, and really learning about your nature, learning about yourself, your weaknesses, what are the limiting beliefs that's holding you back? What do you need to go or what do you need to do in order to step away from your comfort zone, in order for you to grow, in order for you to reach your true potential that is lying in wait for you and like you said another aspect of introspection that we can do apart from reflecting on our limiting beliefs the things that's going on within us in the sense our thought processes is also what have we ascribed to god are we having negative thoughts linked to him that he doesn't listen to me or that he won't answer my prayer or 
Are we even subtly thinking that our dreams are big for God to grant? Are we doubting the wisdom behind God? Are we doubting God's mercy? Because we have to realize that Allah, as He has taught us, He is a salam. He is the most perfect and He is the bringer of peace. And He is not wishing us pain. Allah is a rahman He is the most merciful. And He is Al-Mujib. He is Al-Wahhab. He is Al-Muhsin. So we have to get to know Allah through the names and attributes that he has taught about himself to us like you said Sissi Safira because a lot of people are processing wrong thoughts because they are looking for bad things you know it was so funny that um, I was watching a video a funny video the other day so in that particular video it was saying like how people are drawn towards negative things like they're kind of addicted to sad news the things that make them worried which is why the news always reports things that is generally negative and not positive although there are a lot of positive things happening around the world as well so this is safira talking more about thoughts feelings and imagination and our beliefs and how it can attract prosperity health and goodness in our life can you share some tips or some insights have as to how we can rewire our brain, rewire our subconscious mind to force ourselves to have positive thoughts instead of negative limiting thoughts. Yeah, so this is what I think is, is, is important for people to, to note is that when we have an emotion that we label as negative, when we feel fearful or we feel anxious or depressed or angry or whatever those are, it's not wrong for us to have those feelings and it's not, um, it's okay for us to have those feelings and that is a normal and a natural part of life. What is not okay is that we don't want to act from that place. We don't want to act when we're angry. Mm -hmm. You know, so allowing ourselves to have those feelings and I think making space for them and a healthy expression of those feelings is, is I think, very important. When we are sad, it's normal and natural to cry. So allowing ourselves a space to actually have emotions. Mm -hmm. We're not robots that we will always be positive, we will always do that. And I think what is important is is for us to continually bring it back to our focus on Allah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, we, we will sometimes be, be distracted with problems and things like that, but it's the course correct that, that, that is the most important. And having systems in place that can remind us of that. You know, subhanAllah, we are given the opportunity to pray five times a day. And if we take that opportunity and we make the most of that opportunity, we are reminding ourselves five times every day who is in control, who is our Lord and our Savior, who mm. is going to, to, to save us, to help us, who is invested in our happiness, our joy, and wants only good for us. And if we can use our salah to, to do that, mm -hmm. subhanAllah, I think that, that that's already there. You know, and then Allah says that the closest that a believer is to him is when he is in sajda or she is in sajda, you know? And so let's mm -hmm. make use of those, you know, instead of making that an automatic kind of uh, action that we do, um, allow ourselves to be present when we are. Yeah. It's like we need to monitor our the attitude of our mind, right? Yeah 
nutshell you have to realize that you are in control and it all depends on what you focus on and uh, it's like when you hold toxic thoughts in your mind then you are going to produce toxic cycles i think it's uh, a quote or a saying that puts this idea forth that i'm sure almost all of us have heard of is you reap what you sow so you can't have negative thoughts in your mind and expect positive things to happen in your life because like we discussed previously in the hadith where allah says that i am as my servant thinks of me you all have to have positive thoughts and there is this uh, another quote that says that decision is the womb of destiny so you have to strongly believe that you are destined for great things and for your destiny to come to reality you need to decide now that you're going to focus only on the positive that you're going to seek out the stars amongst the dark clouds that you're going to seek out the rainbow after the storm you need to make that decision nobody else can make it for you because you are in control of your life and you are basically the architect of your life you create your own fortune and when you make the decision to change the direction of your life then with the will and help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can create what the leaders of thought like to call a paradigm shift which essentially means you can create a change in your reality how things work out for you you will start seeing spring even admits this coronavirus and i think the very fact that this is safira and i are recording a podcast right now being productive trying to create something it's because our head is in the right space <laughs> because like as safira was saying she was crying she was depressed and i had my blues too during this particular period where i couldn't see my family i was away from them just with me and my husband and sometimes i felt attention deprived etc etc we are all humans like as safira said it's okay to have these thoughts but just don't let them grow you know have them controlled because i feel a part and parcel of being human is admitting that you're weak right yes. what do you have to say about yes. it sister safira i love the way that you phrase things mashallah um you know allah hasn't created us uh-huh. to be perfect and i think that that's so important to to admit that that mm. we are not and it's strength you know to to be honest mm-hmm. and say and it also allows you when we admit that we have weaknesses it allows us to change that it allows us to to grow just thinking about the point that you just mentioned this is safira it just uh, brings to my mind a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he said that if we as human beings were a nation not to commit sins then allah would create other people that would commit sins and would ask forgiveness and he will forgive them the very fact that we commit sins shows that it is an intricate part of our nature it's inbound within us to deny that we can attain this state of perfection and get one with god is absurd like certain uh, thoughts preach because we have to know our position i feel there's a difference between the creation and the creator we are the creation and we sin what do you have to say about that uh, sister safira i think that the reason that we sin you know allah says mm-hmm. there's so many of allah's names that relate to forgiving is ghafurur rahim if if nobody sinned allah wouldn't need to show that he is before rahim he wouldn't need to show that side of him but also what i feel is that if everybody was perfect and nobody did anything wrong there would be no growth it's through our sin or somebody else's sin towards us that that allows us to grow and it allows us to forgive it allows us to see the gifts that are 
that are in that situation. Committing sin is is not is not a good thing necessarily, but it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. If, if we have that capacity for reflection and we say, Ya Allah, forgive me because this is what I did wrong. And you know, I think that also when we talk about sin, there's there's when we sin against Allah, we sin against other people, but we can also sin against ourselves. We can also hurt ourselves. And so you know that that forgiveness aspect I think is huge for us as Muslims. Mm. And when you said also that you reap what you sow, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. If you have no capacity to ask for forgiveness or you have no capacity to forgive somebody else, you can't give that. And I totally agree. Like talking about sins, we cannot deny but talk about the very first sin by the very first human being, Adam alayhi salam. The story of Adam alayhi salam is so special that the very first story that Allah shared in the Quran was the story of Adam alayhi salam. And even Adam alayhi salam failed and we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. And the very fact that he failed is an indication of our nature, how the relationship between human beings and God is going to be like human beings. We sin, we seek forgiveness, Allah forgives. We sin, we seek forgiveness and Allah forgives. And it's a cycle because there's not ever going to be a point that we can uh, seek forgiveness and never sin again because it kind of goes against our nature. And focusing on this, I feel we also have to reflect on why did Adam salam fail? Because the reason kind of ties to our topic today that is the power of focus and the power of our thought. All right. Thanks for listening to the True Success Channel podcast. If you love this show, share it with your friends. The more, the merrier. If you want to listen to the rest of this beautiful conversation I had with Sissy Safira, make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. We'll not just talk about what made Adam salam sin, but we will be also digging deeper into the power of your thoughts, focus and the human mind. Thanks for tuning in. If you benefited from today's episode, you might want to check out my social media profiles in Instagram and Facebook and of course YouTube. A new video is dropping tomorrow. What's my content about? It's where personal development meets faith. My username is Shamima Shadahan. That's S-H-A-M-E-E-M-A-S-H-A-J-A-H-A-N. Before I end, I want to say I would love to connect with you because nothing brings me delight like connecting to like-minded sisters. So I would like to warmly invite you to join my Roman Day Musings email series if you haven't done so already. It's a soulful letter I send to my beloved soul sisters every Monday where I share snippets of my life that I don't share anywhere else and I couple it up with my reflections and gems that I learn from books, podcasts, individuals, etc. So you can learn, feel inspired and grow. To sign up, all you have to do is go to www.tinyurl.com forward slash rmm letter. We'll see you next time, soul sister. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.